0: rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by. Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen. Hi, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at royally obsessed podcast. And please join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. And you can send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. And this week we are chatting about John Bon Jovi and Prince Harry hanging out for good. Oh. For me, as a Jersey person, this is a lot of emotions. Two princes. Two princes! <laughs> and then we have the Cambridges in Ireland. Yes. And then it's time to update the royal date book or schedule. There's so much stuff. There's so much I'm stuff. I'm really happy. Um, and first we have royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. I'm a little sick after my travels. Sorry that you have to listen to my voice. Caitlin, again, has been everywhere. (laughs) If a weekend happens, Caitlin is not in New York City. It's just a bunch right back to back, which I I just knew I was going to get sick. Like, you just can't not. Even in, like, these times when we're washing our hands so often, it just had to happen. So I'm having a... Lisa's having tea. Um, I'm having a hot toddy. Yes, we're recording Tuesday, and I cover politics, so I have to go (laughs) do political things after this, so I'm... I am sober. She will get drunk. I hope so. Just to, to put me to sleep, I had a really hard time sleeping last night. So a little bourbon, um, a little – this is a ginger tea. It's really spicy and great. It's delicious. So I'm very pleased with that at least. I was very surprised by the spice. Yeah, it's yummy. Yum. Good for your belly. Mm-hmm. Now we have a listener DM. Yes. So last week we um, – expressed our ignorance per usual Um, classic us (laughs) in this case about lambing which i really just i genuinely in my heart believed that lambing would turn out to be playing with lambs i know that's what it sounds like (laughs) that's honestly what i thought as well or maybe like i don't know shearing lamb? I don't, I don't know what, what you do with a lamb. <laughs> well, here's what it turns out lambing actually is. So we got lots of responses. We got tweets, we got Facebook messages, um, everything. The verdict is in people know what lambing is. Yes. We are the outliers. Yes. Um, well, British people know. So I'm going to read one of my DMs um, and she wrote this was from Lena. She wrote, I'm sorry if I'm the thousandth per- person to tell you this by now, but lambing is the er, ovine equivalent of calving, helping sheep give birth basically. So now we've learned two things because ovine is the adjective related to sheep. Oh. I know, like bovine, but ovine. So it sounds like George, et etc, may have been hands- on helping clean the lambs or maybe even helping with the birth. Thank you for the podcast. I love listening, and I always enjoy your respectful attempts to get our weird place names right, even when it's nigh impossible. Thank you especially for that note at the end because we're about to discuss an Ireland tour. Oh, yes. And Celtic is really difficult. And some place names or human names are really difficult to pronounce, despite the fact that I myself am part Irish and have an Irish first name. I am mostly Irish, according to Ancestry.com. Yes, Caitlin and Ryan, these are two Irish names. But it's still a really, uh, Celtic is really difficult to pronounce um, for those of us in America. So we'll do our best. But thank you for that. So they took the kids to go see lambs being born. Yeah, Interesting. It's a great way to have that kind of talk with them, I suppose. Oh, yeah. And also I'm sure it's really cute. They probably like toddle around maybe like Bambi. I'm pretty sure. If they confident. can walk that quickly. As a child, I would have probably screamed <laughs> and been like, what is happening?
1: But it's good probably, for them.
0: I'm sure it's pretty gross. Placenta, blood everywhere. I like to see a little lamb covered in blood would probably be a bit Ooh. disturbing but again they're rough and tumble kids they love the country they, love, they dirt. love being outside yeah so thank you so much to all of the listeners who tried to help us learn things we always <laughs> appreciate that very much we appreciate the education <laughs> that we lack yes um and speaking of learning um this week in real history and now this week in royal history We are looking back at St. David's Day, which is March 1st. Um, Sorry, I was going to say March 1st, 1991, because that's the one that we're commemorating this week. But March 1st is— Every year. (laughs) Every year um, is St. David's Day, which is the feast day of St. David, who's the patron saint of Wales. Um, And so it falls on the date of his death in 589 A.D. Um, He was canonized in the 12th century— And so it is a holiday in Wales, but not in the entire United Kingdom. So that's why you might have seen over the weekend that um, the Sussex Royal and Kensington Royal and, of course, the whole royal family were wishing all of their Welsh um, followers a happy St. David's Day. So for this week in royal history, we're looking at St. David's Day 1991, which was Prince William's first ever official uk engagement so we're looking at the adorable photos Um, you can find them online but basically it is william with both of his parents all the photos we're looking at he attended with both of his parents um but all the photos have diana touching him actually at all times she has a hand on his shoulder in all of these images um he's doing the walkabout he's shaking hands you know diana was accepting flowers He has – he just looks happy as can be. He's wearing a little man suit, you know. (laughs) He's about eight years old. His smile looks a lot like Charlotte's. Yeah. I mean it's so uncanny. My God. And he has that, um, you know, swishy bowl cut haircut. That uh, my brother also had around this time. That I honestly had at one point. Of course, especially <laughs> in the early 90s. That was the look. Um, in one of the photos, he he signed the guest book. And he's concentrating so hard in that like eight-year-old boy way. And Diana is watching over him to making to make sure he's getting it right. Also, he's left-handed, which I always forget. But he's holding that pen oh. so hard with his little left hand. Um, so it was very cute. Um and yeah, that's that's the event. Of course, we saw George much earlier at official events and we saw him on his tour. And I believe his official first, the article that we're looking at, um, the, his first official appearance in the UK, George's, was when he did the... This sort of helicopter thing where he has the things over his ears—that was his first one. Um, hey, K Menz, I would like to ask you a question. Oh. Um how would you describe Diana's hat? Because you know fashion terms better than I would. <laughs> it's kind of like a bowl. I was going to say it's, uh, it's like you can put some chips in it. My official fashion term would be punch bowl. Oh yes, and then but then it looks like either sequence or maybe it's just sparkly. So it's kind of a big stuff? blue bowl. It, it's matching her blue suit and then the sort of inner part of the bowl is black and the head part is black and then it looks like um bric-a-brac. <laughs> Not sequence but like a sort of bric-a-brac. A gold trim around the top with a bow in the back. It's quite a hat. Quite yes. a hat. I mean, it's very early 90s but they are kind of that the big hats they wear to these events always seem a little retro bananas yeah bananas and retro Um, but it's just a lovely appearance and she looks so proud of him and it's it's the best so that is we're celebrating that anniversary wait 91 how old would she have been so 30 wow yeah she was born in 61 right so 30 which is or about to turn 30 so nutty wow yeah So um, we'll start with the Cambridges, because as we record Tuesday night, they are in Ireland. And so we are in the midst of this tour. We've seen a lot of green outfits. So we'll just dive into that. Well, actually, right before um, they went to Ireland, uh, Kate had an event last week where she was Also wore a green outfit. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like a precursor to all the green. So she wore a green sporty outfit. to do sporty things. And I really think, you know, she thrives with the sports and with the children. And yeah, so, she yeah. loves this. It's a great reminder that the Olympics are coming up because it was an event at London Stadium um, in the Olympic Park. And it was uh, with Sports Aid, which is a charity of which she is a patron. And it's dedicated to the role that parents and guardians play in their children's athletic success. Okay. And it also um, provides money to parents who might need funding for their kids to do sports, because as we know, having a kid doing, I don't know because I don't have one, but I was one doing sports as a kid. It's very expensive. The travel, the uniforms, the fundraisers, all that stuff. Um, And so it helps kids in that regard. Um, She, of course, gave a speech about the role that parents and caregivers play in helping their kids with sports. And I thought that one line in particular was really sweet. Um, She wrote, Or not wrote, she said, uh, you may not always feel appreciated or sometimes even noticed on the sidelines, in the car park, or sitting high in the stands. But I am so proud that SportsAid recognizes how key your role is and that they understand the challenges and worries you face. I just thought it's funny. I mean, it was sweet that she was like, you know, you're not always noticed, but... Like some people notice, yeah, and I like too. She said, "Your assignment as parents, you're you are simultaneously the transport and logistics managers, nutritionists, laundry service, psychologists, financiers, and crucially, the ones that provide love, support, and encouragement when things are tough." Just like really cute, very down to earth. Of and of course, we've seen her, you know. Pulling things out of the boot, if you will, of the car, giving them little a trunk, s- yeah, this little snacks and things at a sporting event. So we, she knows how it works. Um, so that was a really cute event. I loved seeing her be all sporty. I'm so excited for the Olympics. So. I say that with fingers crossed because I'm very scared of what might happen to the Olympics, you know, with coronavirus. They're not that Mm -hmm. far away. So um, just I'm staying optimistic. And it was nice to see her preparing for the Olympics in that sort of way. And so now we'll get into Ireland. Um, Today, Tuesday, when we're recording, is their first day of the tour. Um, It's a very brief tour. It's just from the third to the fifth. So not that long. But as we said, a lot of green. So... Um, As soon as she gets off the plane with William, she's wearing a Catherine Walker coat with an Alessandra Rich uh, dress underneath. And you don't notice it at first because she's obviously wearing a coat. And as Elizabeth Holmes pointed out, how many of these coats does she have? Right. So many green coats. I can't even imagine. I have like three coats total. (laughs) Um, But then the dress underneath it is very interesting. Very like, (laughs) like, is it 80s? Is it? trying to be rich like it's interesting i i appreciate when someone goes for it yeah it's funny it's very kate because it is um very tailored like very um high neck yeah like very i guess the word is like conservative right Mm -hmm. like it's a very conservative dress very appropriate of course but i think it just has like a Bit too many doodads, if you will. Like it's got a puffy sleeve, it's got that tight wrist, got the high neck, it's got a peplum, it's got some little extra buttons, it's a kind of a loud print. It's just like kind of a lot, and then you add to it that she's wearing a green coat over it, green shoes, green clutch, all in different shades of green. I love a theme, and I'm so glad that she's like leaning far into Emerald Isle, you know, royal tour. But it seems just like a little much. Oh, and a hat band yes. that was not green, from um, what I can tell. So they met the president. They met a dog. Oh, my goodness. The dog picture was on Instagram, and I was like, Bless them for giving that to us. We love love dogs, obviously. Um, And then they went to a reception um, at Guinness Storehouse's Gravity Bar, (laughs) and she was wearing a different green outfit, but it was sparkly, right? Yes, it sure was. It's by The Vampire's Wife. I thought you were going to say Vampire Weekend. I I know that's a band. I know. I'm confused myself. I'm saying it with a question mark in my voice, like a typical millennial woman, because I don't – I know I'm right, but it's so crazy. Have you ever heard of this line before? I haven't, but I don't know a lot of things like (laughs) slamming, so who knows what. I just was like, that's what it's called? Um, That said, I love this dress. I love – here are a couple of things that I love um jewel tones Mm -hmm. and sparkle in Mm -hmm. in a dress I just love the dress I would totally wear this um I do think it was really funny juxtaposition with when she first arrived she's in front of like the wood boards of the Guinness brew house like storehouse because it looks so casual like she's going to a pub um but she's in this sparkly like nighttime cocktail dress almost um but it was certainly a reception, and it was pretty formal despite its location. It was at the the Sky Bar at Guinness, which I actually did go to with my mom 10 years ago. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, my God. Get out, Caitlin. <laughs> but it's really – I mean, it's very cool up there, and it has like a 360-degree view of Dublin. And um, so they were up there meeting all these different artists and, and um, yeah, you know, fancy people that Dublin wanted them to meet. So it is a special occasion, but it's and a funny photo op. She met – Oh, and so right before we were recording, we were looking at all the pictures of her in the sparkly dress, and uh, Kensington Royal themselves posted a carousel of images. And who did we spot of all the people she was meeting? Sinead Burke. We had Sinead on the show um, a few months ago. Yeah, Around, was it? It must have been in the fall because it was yes. around Fashion Week. She, I'm sorry to everybody, but she's probably hands down my favorite <laughs> interview. She was so so incredible yes we talked extensively about her British Vogue cover and working with Megan on the cover and all the um remarkable advocacy she was doing and I don't know I'm just so happy I I'm so happy that they met I'm so happy that there's just a picture of Sinead because just seeing her makes me smile because she's so incredible yes I'm just so glad that she's met both of our favorite ladies now both Kate and Megan um And also, since she was on our show, she has launched her own podcast, As Me, by Sinead. Um, I listen every week. I genuinely just love it so much, aside from the fact that it's so lovely to listen to an Irish voice talking about social justice issues. She has the the most interesting guests, and I – I can't swoon enough over Sinead. She is the best, best, best. So I'm so glad she's hanging out with Kate Middleton tonight. Um, so I really wish I could just spend the entire podcast talking about how much I love her. <laughs> and that might sound like I'm just going overboard, but I just love her so much. She's really, really great. So I'm glad she's hanging out with those two. And I'm really glad that we've kicked off this tour. It's just filling me with delight already. Um, Bring on all of the green dresses. We have two more days of it as of recording. Um, As of release, you'll have one more day of it. Um, But I'm glad it's kicking off what is about to be like a really Royals-packed week and a half. Yes. So um, we're going to go through the schedule of events because obviously Harry is in the UK right now. And Meghan might be here. I'm not sure. I don't know when she's arriving, but she will be there at least by Thursday. So here is the packed uh, schedule that we have courtesy of Town and Country. So on March 5th, they're going to be, a, uh, Harry and Megan are attending the Endeavor Fund Awards. And then the 6th, um, Harry's going to join Lewis Hamilton at the official opening of Silverstone Experience, which is an immersive museum. And then on the 7th, Harry and Megan will attend um, the Mountbatten Music Festival at, the Ro- at Royal Albert Hall. And on the eighth, Megan will, of course, make an appearance for International Women's Day, and then on the ninth, um, Harry and Megan will attend the Commonwealth Day service at Westminster Abbey with the Queen and, I believe, also the sus—I mean, sorry, the Cambridges. Yes. So it's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, of course, um, Commonwealth Day on the 9th will feel will be the most the thing that everyone is paying the most attention to. The thing we will be paying the most attention to because it's. You know, it's a very formal occasion anyway. Um, It's the first time we'll be seeing the full family together with Harry and Meghan, you know, since everything went down. Um, It's sort of, you know, it's not the last time we'll see them all together. I believe we'll see them at Tripping the Color, and I'm sure there will be other things to come, but it feels like the last big thing before, you know, their official stepping back on March 31st. I'm really interested to see what Meghan does for International Women's Day because um, I most respect her work with women and uh standing up for equality and access to education and I'm really excited to see what she does on that day because I I don't know what she's going to do but I'm interested to see because I think it'll be something really inspiring and I'm looking forward to the ni- I'm, of course, looking forward to that. I love International Women's Day. Um, but I'm also looking forward to the ninth. I, I really feel for them in advance because I know that everything that they do will be analyzed so intensely. And I'm not body I'm, language experts. I know. I'm going to be part of that analysis, of course. I'll be watching so closely. Um, but like, what a that that there's going to be so many photographs of that. Like, that's a really big outfit to, to choose. I think. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and also, we've seen reports that. Um, Archie won't be in the UK uh, at this time, which I think makes sense. That's a lot of travel to do for a child to like just go back and forth. And that's a really long flight. So yeah. People love to jump on that for whatever reason. Like, like I, I can't breaking speak. child not traveling internationally for a short work trip for his parents. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I get it because like we love to shame them for anything. Not we, literally. I hate shaming them for anything, but um, the society, or society ta- tabloids, tabloids, whatever. I love to shame them for anything. So like, the, here's an opportunity that they'll be traveling differently from their children. I mean, whatever. It happens. Soon they'll be back. Soon they'll be back yes. and they'll be back for a long, long time and we'll miss them so much. So what can you do? So there have been lots of little updates. So we're going to go through some of the updates um, Sussex wise. Harry was at an event in the UK and he was asked to be introduced as just Harry. Mm-hmm. And that made so many headlines and people are like, he's ditching his title. He's not anything. He's just Harry. And like, I don't know. That's nice. Call him Harry. That's nice. Yeah. Of course, it was like a. it made it seem like it was a statement on whatever. But yeah, it was at the Travelist Working Summit in Edinburgh. Um, and so the event host, Aisha Hazarika, said um, he wants to say a few words to kickstart the day. And he's made it clear that we are all just to call him Harry. So ladies and gentlemen, please give a big Scottish welcome to Harry. Um, while he was there, um, Travelist, they aim to help companies and uh, travelers adapt their travel habits to benefit the environment. And so this um, having it in Edinburgh is because Harry is going to work with members of the Scottish tourism community um, to work on some practical details of how people can travel to Scotland better. Um, and they posted a nice Instagram about that as well, because apparently Scotland is one of the world's fastest growing tourist destinations. Oh, I know. Everybody wants that haggis. And so have you been probably I have been. Oh, Holyrood. Yes, exactly. The uh, unbelievable Hollywood house where you can see little baby Prince Harry in a kilt. Um, And so they're working to make sure that, you know, Scotland doesn't get destroyed with all these new people coming to visit and learning how to be a sustainable traveler. I'm working on that myself because I do love to travel, but I don't want to make these places worse. And I, you know... I recycle and do all those good things while I'm there. I don't want to compost now. Yeah, I don't want to leave places worse than I found them. So it's a really interesting cause. I don't think you think about that kind of stuff with Scotland, maybe with like Thailand beaches or I don't know, mm-hmm. other places that feel like you can really damage the environment, but of course you can damage the environment of Scotland as well. Um, so that was a delightful event, but you can understand if I was more delighted by a different event of Harry's this week. Um, Let's all keep in mind that Caitlin's from New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the Jersey Shore, which so is Bon Jovi. My high school used to play his town in football. And so I was really deeply moved by this adorable partnership. I couldn't have imagined the embarrassment of riches that I would get from the photos and everything from this lovely event, which again, they were re-recording Bon Jovi's song Unbroken um, as part of the Invictus Games, um, which is coming later this year. And so what I loved from the reports and from the interviews that bon jovi did is first of all he pitched harry like you know we love the like inner workings of how this stuff comes about but he said in interviews and i'm i believe him (laughs) that he reached out to harry because he was like i wrote this song that you know discusses military service and i think it could be a good fit for you guys and um how delightful is that so of course harry was like heck yeah um so i like that a lot and we got to see them at Abbey Road Studios and they did the famous like walk across the street, which is where the Beatles, you know, were photographed for their album cover. So that's delightful. Um, I think Harry could have used more like stretching his legs here. <laughs> bon Jovi's really like committing to it. And Harry's just like, okay, I'll look at the camera. I mean, Bon Jovi's <laughs> posed for some album covers before. He, That's it's true. not his first rodeo. He really gets it. So that was really cute. Um, they posted an Instagram of them record- in like, the recording studio. And the teaser from the caption is that they were about to sing Living on a Prayer. That's Mm -hmm. the tease to me. Well, also, um, it's like, we'll give it a shot. Bon Jovi sang Living on a Prayer with William and Taylor Swift in 2013. And then when asked which brother was a better singer, uh, Bon Jovi replied, they both have a set of pipes. They really do. Do they? They really do. (laughs) Again, I believe Bon Jovi. I trust him with my life, but um, I'll believe it when I hear it. I'd love to hear either of them sing. Can I tell you, I got to meet Bon Jovi's son for my old job at The Cut. We did a drinking game video because um, the two Bon Jovi men, because um, it's spelled differently. Yes. Um, they have a company together called Hampton Water, hmm. and it's it makes rosé. And so I played a rosé drinking game with his son and my coworker, Maddie, who is a beautiful, gorgeous <laughs> goddess. Um, and I lost. Uh, I thought that I would win because I was like – I listened to Bon Jovi but then it was just like name the song and I I realized I listen but I don't know any of the song names so I got drunk at work well you had to I know it was a requirement yeah, it was for a video, much like it often is for this pod. Um, <laughs> that is so fun, and I hope we drive a lot of views to the cut to find that video. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I'll find. Oh, believe me, I'll find it. Lisa Ryan <laughs> sings Bon Jovi songs, gets drunk. That's the SEO keywords. <laughs> I better find it. Oh my god. Um, but anyway, so really excited for this week for the Sussexes. Um, it's all happening. Bless. And then another report that we saw was in the Telegraph. Um, New neighbors rally around Harry and Meghan to keep paparazzi at bay. Um, So apparently uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's Canadian neighbors have asked officials for new trees and signs to protect their privacy, the couple's privacy, not the neighbor's privacy. Um, So uh, the residents of Vancouver Island were, I'm quoting now, quick to embrace the young family on their arrival following their decision Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but uh, one local has requested some new rhododendrons to be planted outside Sussex's waterside house to create a fenced off area. And then another suggestion said um, a sign that said uh, local resident traffic only. And others have urged the Royal Canadian Mountain Police mounted police or the Mounties to step in against what they see as a paparazzi intrusion and of course Caitlin and I believe in a free press but I think this is very nice yes that's a good summation it's a conflicted feeling I feel but I get it and I also really love the neighbor support it speaks really highly to the the town they've chosen yeah I think it's so lovely like they're clearly welcomed and they're clearly valued and people are like we're going to protect you yeah And then finally, um, there were some reports that Harry met with Queen Elizabeth um, just privately. They had like a lunch and a tea. And it's all from um, tabloid reports and tweets. So we don't really know details. But apparently, they had a one-on-one chat. And it's the first that they had since uh, he and Meghan reached the deal to leave. So I hope they did. Yeah, it sounds really nice. Especially before all the events of this week really kick up.
1: Yeah, to just to relieve,
0: of, like, awkwardness or anything. Yeah. Also, I would love an opportunity to have tea with my grandma. I guess I can do that. She lives, like, in New Jersey, 20 miles away. But, yes, um, I don't get to do it very often, so I should get on that. Um, and then last thing um, we have, well, outside the Sussexes and the Cambridges, um, Princess Beatrice, we have a little update on her, well, not necessarily her wedding, but a fun thing is that apparently she will get an Italian title when she gets married, or she has access to an Italian title, if that makes any sense. Who wouldn't want it? So her fiancé's father is Count Alessandro Mapelli Mazzi, and he spoke with the Daily Mail about the family's lineage. Um, And so he said, Eduardo is the only male descendant taking the family into the next generation. He is a count. His wife will be a countess automatically, and any of their children will be counts or nobile donna, which... I love wow. that. Um he also noted that Beatrice and Edo are very suited to each other and I've never seen him so happy. So that's lovely. Also, Princess Countess. Princess Countess. I mean, I'm sure that's not exactly how it works, but I love it all the same. I think it should work like that. Why not? <laughs> Although I guess they all have a million titles. Yeah. You just have to choose them. And aren't they all like countesses anyway, I mean, essentially? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, let her have it. Now and she's enjoy. an Italian countess yes. or soon to be. But of course, of course, um, royalty and aristocracy in various forms have to flock to each other. That's true. The 1%. <laughs> <laughs> Not for today, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we adjourn the royal pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. Caitlin, um, what's your low? So my low um, is that there was a brief moment where it was being reported that Megan was maybe going to go to the Met Gala. Um, oh, yeah. And then it was, like, immediately debunked. Yeah. So I kind of, like, I, kn- not that I knew it was not real or wasn't going to happen but I feel like these kinds of rumors have popped up a lot this year which makes sense and they will continue to like they're going to the Oscars no they're not they're going to the Met Gala no they're not because now the possibilities are endless you know so who knows what they might do so some things that might sound ridiculous or would have been ridiculous a year ago are now very possible so Yes, I would have loved to see Megan at the Met Gala. I love the Met Gala. It's one of my all-time favorite days. I love watching those dresses roll in. It's so ridiculous. And wasn't Beatrice just there? I don't know if it was this year or, like, recently. Recently. She's attended. She wore a purple dress. Yeah, it's, like, completely within the realm. Um, I guess, sorry, I was just saying before that it was ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. She could have gone last year. But I would have loved her to go this year. I believe the theme is something about, like, Aging, And I think we're going to have some maybe older models and things like that. So I would love to see what, you know, however she would have worked with that. But alas, it is not to be. How about you? Remember when Gwyneth Paltrow said that she would never go to the Met Gala again and then she went? I mean. (laughs) Listen, it's hard to turn on that invitation. I know. I've never been invited. (laughs) I would love to go. I would be so honored. I would love to go. I would be very intimidated. But Alas, alas, not for me. Um. My low will just be that we are recording this on Tuesday and I think so much stuff is going to happen on Thursday. And so it's like... I'm not going to change recording day. That's no. Just, this is my schedule. Also, every day is going to be really packed for the next couple of days. So the next episode will be jam-packed, and I hope everyone is ready. Yeah. I feel like today we talked about stuff, but it was kind of cash. Kind am drinking my hot toddy. Kind of calm. Mm-hmm. But next week's going to be like, ah. I know. That's true. <laughs> so get ready for some anxiety. <laughs> It'll be like um, watching Uncut Gems. <laughs> <laughs> I never did that. You told me not to. Well, no. It's very, very good. It's just, just stressful. very stressful. I'm never in the mood to be stressed out. I'm just not. But it's art. So. Uh, Maybe on an airplane. Um, Um, So highs, uh, I'll start with my high. Please. My high will be, uh, for the New York Times, Katie Weaver, who's a really great writer that we both really like. um, She did this deep dive investigation into a conspiracy theory um, on Instagram about Sussex Royal and uh, Kensington Royal. And basically, there's this theory that... um, Kensington Royal Sussex Royal has grown so much but Kensington Royal just keeps on edging it out just a little bit Yeah, and so there are theories of like how are they doing this are they perhaps like buying bots do, buying bots buying doing followers. stuff behind the scenes like what's happening and it's just like a really fun investigation and it's I mean it's very thought provoking I've got mm-hmm. some thoughts from it but I don't have any specific conclusions I can share publicly but I really really enjoyed it and I thought that that was just genius and I thought it was I don't know it's just it's one of those things when you're reading it, you're like oh my god the amount of detail that goes into it was just oh my god, so yeah. brilliant yeah it's like a 20 minute read it's like 4,000 words which I just appreciate um I love when Katie Weaver goes deep on any topic um I don't know how I felt about some of her conclusions I sort of thought she was going to set up that indeed they bought their followers but of course you can't really prove that kind of thing um I don't know. But I was really amused. Her writing is always hilarious and beautiful. And I really liked the little graphics they created of them, like, standing on little plastic stools. So that was really funny. It's always a high when Katie Weaver is writing about the royals. Her recap of the actual Sussex Wedding Day is hilarious and amazing. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend you read it. Um, That was going to be my high as well. So Sorry. I think, I guess I'll just go with... Sequence. Kate Middleton wearing it. It's not even sequence, it's just like a sparkly dress. I don't know why I always assume anything sparkly is sequence. I no. think it's because I grew up a dancer. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't... I, I'm going to say maybe like a lame material. Oh, interesting. Just guessing. But But um, I loved it, and I'm just so excited to see her lean further into a theme. Also, the the Burmese mountain dogs uh, yes. that they met with. Just great. Oh, another high. There's been more... Um, James Middleton dog posts. <laughs> yes. Because you know he's going hard on the dog content, which <laughs> we thought he was doing before, but now it's even harder. No, he so. always has more. He's a dog influencer. We're loving it. Um so you guys can drop us an email at infogallerypodcast.com. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five star review on Apple podcast Here's a real review. Caitlin, will you please read it yes it's from mmlo06 I just so happened to stumble upon this podcast and I've been obsessed ever since Caitlin sorry if I spelled that wrong you didn't and can I just say that every time somebody um cares enough to think they spelled it wrong they that usually means they spelled it right I know that's why. at first I was like wait have we read this review before because no other people have said so many that. people are like how do you spell it how do you spell it if you care enough then you care to get it right i think and lisa have me caitlin and lisa have me in stitches every time I talk about the royals their lighthearted, hilarious commentary makes my driving trip so much better thank you for starting this and sharing your obsession love you ladies huzzah Thank you, Pure Wow, for having us. Um, so you can follow the show <laughs> on Instagram at Really Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Really Obsessed. You can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. And Caitlin, where can we follow you? You can follow me at HeyKMenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. Earlier, I referred to her as Hey HeyKMenz because <laughs> that's what people say. That's how I wound up with that handle, which, again, I would probably change I should probably change it's not very professional Caitlin Menza writer yeah something like that Um, so until next week God save the pod and until what a week it's going to be (laughs) Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode God save the pod and if you fancy the podcast give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of 5 stars on Apple Podcasts follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group Royally Obsessed Royally Obsessed is a Gallery Podcast production